Pastor Curtis Hutchinson here at Crossway Church in our studio. And I'm glad that you found us online somewhere. And uh, we are going to be discussing uh, today again part three of a series entitled The Hiding Place. It's going to be very beneficial today for those who have ears to hear, for those who are hearing the call of God back to Calvary, those who are hearing uh, the call of God back from the only place God calls from, the cross of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Again, welcome on this 22nd day of January 2022. And this is going to be part three of the hiding place. And we're going to be in Colossians chapter three, verse three, if you'd like to get your Bibles and and follow along with us. And uh, let's see if we may get this uh, volume turned down just a little bit this morning so we don't blow everybody out and then we'll see if we can't carry on. All right. So uh, if we look at Colossians chapter three, verse three, the Bible says, for you are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. We've been looking at this base uh, scripture and... Uh, we, we're going to continue to look at that today, uh, and I and I want I really want you to uh, get your Bibles and uh, and follow along with us if you could. I'm trying to get this microphone uh, set a little bit better so it's not blowing folk out of the water, and uh, maybe that'll work a little better. We'll see, but. We need to understand there is a hiding place, and if you go back and watch the other two sessions, you will see something very profound. That it's not necessarily a hiding place that, 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 that nobody can see us. It's not a hiding place that, that the devil can't scream at us, that, that he can't ever once in a while even throw a stumbling block before us. But the hiding place really, I believe, is all about our response to everything is different when we're in the hiding place. And really you can word that a different place. But the Bible calls it being hidden with Christ in God. We, we could just call it in Christ, but we need to understand what in Christ means. And uh, it's just a, a, today it's just a, a phrase. It's, well, I'm in Christ. And most don't even really understand what that means above I was saved and I know I'll be in heaven, but we're called to walk in Christ. That means we're called to remain in that hiding place. And we're going to look at some things today I believe is going to be very helpful for all of us as we, as we see uh, more about this hiding place. It is, a, it is a place God has provided for His people to be hidden in this world. It's not that we're not ever touched by it, but we are hidden from it. And we're going to uh, see some things today. Something that came out in the message Wednesday evening here at Crossway Church was, and it was not expected, and I'd never really even thought of this this way. Sometimes the Lord just ministers and, and speaks right through whoever it may be ministering the message. And, and Wednesday night the Lord uh, told us that the cross of Christ became it allowed Christ to become the door, the open door for us. But before we went in, before it became the door for us to go in, first it became the open door for God to speak through and to declare His righteousness through and to offer us His righteousness. And once we believed with the heart, then He reached out and He pulled us, immersed us into that very door, that very death of Jesus. And, and the amazing thing is, and we get so carried away through the lust of our flesh all so many times, but what He pulled us into, what He brought us into, immersed us into initially is alone, exclusively, what we are being made conformable unto. That's an important comment that the Holy Spirit gave the Apostle Paul in Philippians chapter 3 verse 10 that we are being made conformable unto the death of Christ. Understand that. 
not the life of Christ. We experience the life of Christ only as we are being made conformable unto His death. You need to understand that more and more as the days go on, that the only experience of the life of Christ is in the experience. Oh, oh this is oh, it's so profound, so simple uh, and, and, and true. The only experience of the life of Christ will be found in the being made conformable unto His death because that is what God, those are the only ones God foreknew. That's a scary statement. How many people out of all that claim to be Christian are being conformed into the image of Jesus? Romans 8 and 29. And just so that we wouldn't run rampant in different directions with what we think being conformed into the image of Christ means the Lord gave the Apostle Paul the specifics of that. The one narrow guaranteed way to be conformed into the image of Christ is to be being made conformable unto his death. The greatest aspect of Christ on this earth was not the life he lived, although perfect, but the greatest part of his entire life was his death. You know, I hope you've come to that point. The greatest aspect of Christ's coming was his death. His life had to be perfect and spotless without sin, and it surely was. But the climax of his entire existence upon this earth for 33 and a half years, the greatest of all was not the life he lived, but the death he died. We're not being made conformable unto his life, but unto his death so we can experience his life and all that he has. And it's not a one-time little prayer, and now I'm born again, that is how that works, but the being made conformable unto his death is a daily, every moment of the day. It is not just a pew on Sunday morning and Wednesday night. It is a walk. I read something recently that just blessed me so much and exploded within my heart, and that's this. Holiness is not a fixed state. It may be a position guaranteed in heaven, in Christ, but here in this life, on this journey, holiness is not a fixed state. It is a walk. Get that. You need to say that to yourself. Holiness is not some fixed state that I have arrived at. It is a walk. It is a being made conformable unto the death of Jesus. Not the bloody, gory mess that would appear there on Calvary had you been there to see it or imagining today. It is that disposition of Christ. It is that humility and that obedience laid down. Hallelujah. That he didn't even lift a finger in retaliation to the devil and the hordes of evil through all the religious rulers, the princes of this world. And we'll get to that scripture in a moment where the Bible says that the, the wisdom of God is hidden in a mystery and had the princes of this world, it's hidden wisdom. And, and, and had the princes, the rulers of this world knew it, they wouldn't have crucified the Lord of glory. You see, that hiding place is all about the cross. It's the place where we run to when we sing songs about we, we run into that high tower. We're hidden in that righteousness of God. It's talking about the cross. And that's not where our faith had to be. That's, it was to be born again. But that's where our faith has to be today. Not in some uh, 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 event or some program or fad that men under the influence of Satan through the lust of our own flesh has brought into the church. You can't hide in the government of 12. 
the devil will pull you out of that and slap you all upside the head. You, you can't hide in these programs. You can't hide and celebrate recovery. That's not the hiding place. The devil might think you're getting delivered, but you're not. He's gonna, he, the devil can come inside any program you're in, but he cannot come in Christ. Hallelujah. He can come inside any program that you're trying to uh, uh, do things to find deliverance from God. But the devil is in those programs with you, but he cannot come. And Jesus said, listen, the prince of this world comes and has nothing in me. He has nothing in me. Glory be to God. Hallelujah to the Lamb. There is nothing of the enemy in Christ. And he might throw slanders and lies and he might do all sorts of things. But listen, he can't come in that hiding place and we need to realize that. And let me say one more thing before we move on into this this morning. All these schemes and fads that are out there and the devil, that's who it is, claiming that these will work for you. He tells you that because he knows they won't. But if he can keep you believing they will, well, he can keep you away from believing in what keeps you safe in the hiding place. Hallelujah. Because that don't just exist because you're a Christian. It's not a fixed state here in this life. If it was, then we wouldn't have to be told, Colossians 2, 6, that as you receive the Lord Jesus Christ... So walk ye in him. We wouldn't have to be told that. It just all, we'd all just be tiptoeing through the tulips of holiness. Hallelujah. We wouldn't have to be told, don't, don't live as though you're foolish. Don't, don't, don't live as though fools live. We wouldn't have to be given all the correction and instruction. We'd just know it. We'd have it. But it don't work that way. We, we entered into the hiding place. It's up to us if we'll remain in that hiding place here in this journey and whether we'll experience the benefits of that hiding place. And it all boils down to one thing. Will I keep my faith in that which I first believed that God brought me into the body of Christ through immersing me into his death, Romans 6, 3, that very thing that I'm being made conformable unto, that very thing that hides me from the rulers of this world, they still don't know what happened at Calvary. They still think they overcome by putting a blasphemous sinner uh, away that was only accursed by God because they don't believe in Christ. But we know he's the savior of the world. We know that he made an open show of the devil and all his cohorts there triumphing over them in his cross. We know this because we have believed upon him and he's given us eyes to see what happened at Calvary and how much of a hiding place it remains to be from all unbelievers. And the devil himself, see the devil knows more than most people because at the cross when Jesus died, the power of death was ripped away from him. Hebrews 2.14 it was hidden from him until that moment. And in that moment, the power of death was ripped away from him and those who'd been locked in Abraham's bosom in paradise, when Jesus come out, of, when he went to get them after he died, he led captivity captive. Hallelujah. Oh, we need to know these things. Watch this now this morning. For you are dead. That's a good dead. Remember last session, there's a good dead. You're told by the Lord you're dead. He's referring to your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ through faith in his cross. But when you're like Sardis and you're told by Jesus that you're dead, that means your faith is no longer in Christ and his work at Calvary. Oh, it may be in a Jesus, but a Jesus whose your faith is in that's not the crucified Jesus is a different Jesus. It's, it's one that we'd rather follow that, that doesn't require us to be crucified with him. You, you get what I'm saying? Doesn't require us to continue in his word to be his disciple and to know the truth and the truth liberate us daily as we go and we're found being made conformable unto his death. There are lots of other Jesuses but the Jesus of the Bible 
We're going to be being made conformable unto his death. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You're, you're dead. It's a good dead you, because the death of Christ is what's hidden from the world. You believed it. You've entered into Christ through being immersed into his death, not a baptismal water like some believe. It's not true. That water baptism happens after you're saved. After, you're already in the hiding place, hallelujah, by the time you're dipped in the water in a church somewhere. Glory to God. You were in Christ before he ever came out of the grave. Hallelujah. You were in Christ when he went into paradise to get them out because we were crucified with him. Glory to God. We were buried with him. Hallelujah. And we were raised to newness of life with him. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Watch this now. For you are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. Now if we keep reading the next verse, it's going gonna, it's gonna to just cause the light to come on so much more brighter. Watch this. When Christ, who is our life, you got to get that. Christ is our life. If our living is not the manifestation and the fruit of Christ, it's not life we're experiencing. It's, it's nothing more than just physical life. The li Paul said, for me to live is Christ. Eternal life is Jesus Christ. Ministered by the Spirit of life, the Holy Spirit, who works legally based on our faith in the cross of Christ. Not 10 years ago, 40 years ago, because that faith is not now faith is. I, you got, so I got saved when I was 11 years old, but I've lived many years of my life not expressing Christ, not experiencing Christ, but yet I knew I was saved and born again at 11 years old. Nobody uh, coerced me. Nobody tried to talk me into it. I was convicted by the Spirit of God at age 11 and knew that I needed to be saved. And I went and asked, how do I be saved? And I knew, But I got off track. And I'm not going to sit here and say that I lived years miserably in sin just because I didn't know how to live for God. I didn't know the cross was the answer for every day. For I'm not sure that I would have chose that way even back then, to be honest with you. But God found me in a prime time when I was down and out and desperate for the truth. Finally wanted to know why everything wasn't working. How could I? Why Why am I so unsure about everything now? And God began to pour the truth of the cross into my heart. And the light came on once again. Hallelujah. Who is that light? Not what is it. Who is it? Not what is life. Who is it? Life is not what, life is who. Light is not what, light is who. It's Jesus. Watch this. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall you also appear with him in glory. Until then, you're hidden. Look, you're dead and your life is hid with Christ in that death. In God. That's where we're hidden. The hiding place is the cross of Christ. It's not just Christ. It's the death of Christ. It's the hiding place. It's hidden from the world. They look at us and say, what do you got I don't have? You look the same as I do. You breathe the same air. You, you wear the same pants I wear. You, you, you're no different from us. You, you can't show me. You can't pull Christ out. But the Bible says that we bear his fruit. We have the fruit of life, eternal and abundant. They don't. They don't. We don't work for life. We work because we have life. We don't work for victory. 
we work from a platform of victory. Hallelujah. Because what we have is hidden from them. And unfortunately, it's hidden from most of the church that's wayward today. Let me say this today. The object of your faith can't be healing. You can believe, I've said this for years and some folks are finally just now beginning to see what the Lord's trying to show them. The object of your faith can never change. It's always Christ and Him crucified. We live by the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ who loved us and gave Himself for us. Your faith has to be in Christ and Him crucified. Now you can believe God, here it comes, You can believe God for a spouse, for a healing, for the baptism with the Holy Spirit, for things that are the fruit of His cross, but the object of your faith has to remain in that, not any of the benefits, not the work of Christ, the death of Christ, that which opened the door and brought you into the death of Christ and began to make you conformable unto that death up until the time you misplaced your faith and you placed your faith in this. Some of these things are benefits of the cross. But the object of your faith can never be the blessings or the benefits. Because when you make the benefits and the blessings the object of your faith, you're now working for them instead of remaining in the hiding place. And let me say like I said last week, when you come out of that hiding place through works, because faith in the cross is what keeps you experientially in the hiding place, being made conformable unto that death. When you come out of that place, The devil has access to you because he lays claim on that sin nature that revives through the lust of our own flesh, pride, and the deceitfulness of sin hardens the heart. The sin nature deceives us by making us believe that the only object of faith is not the cross. The sin nature's doing that to you. The sin nature's doing that to you. Well, this program's working for me. No, the sin nature's telling you it's working for you. The Pharisees said their keeping of the law was working for them and they rejected Christ and Christ's avenue of redemption. As long as you think something else is working for you, that's the sin nature deceiving you and slaying you, keeping you in a place of death, and you can't bear fruit except in the hiding place through faith in the sacrifice of Christ. Hallelujah. Watch this now. When Christ, this is Colossians 3, 4, when Christ, who is our life, shall appear... Then shall ye also appear, then shall you also appear with him in glory. This life right now is not about you being known and you being seen and you being heard. This life is about you expressing the one that needs to be seen, the one that needs to be heard, the one that dwells inside you and you in him. This life is not about you being recognized. This life is about Christ who is your life being recognized because you're in him in the hiding place, hallelujah, and people recognize you're not like everybody else. Glory to God. Your your testimony is that of the blood and the fruit of your life is that of the blood, hallelujah. That disposition of Christ, that not reviling back when reviled, that that not uh, slapping when you've been slapped, that, that Come on now, somebody, we're talking about that humility and that obedience that now you and I have within our hearts because Christ dwells within us and He is our life. He is our humility. He is our obedience if we're allowing Him to live in and through us. Because he doesn't just tie us up and say, well, I see you're not cooperating. I'm going on and doing this anyway. And I need to say something about that. I missed it a while ago. 
any of these fads that creep into the church, I don't care what preachers say how God's using them. God's not using any of them. Because if God uses anything other than the cross of Christ to save and to deliver, that means he is a respecter of persons. I want you to hear this today. This is a profound statement. If God uses the government of 12, if God uses the Emmaus walk, if God uses celebrate recovery, if God uses the words that I speak, if God uses anything other than the avenue of His Son being crucified at Calvary for salvation, any aspect of it, sanctification, deliverance, any grace at all. That makes him a respecter of persons. And he says that he is not a respecter of persons and that it is a sin to be a respecter of persons. Somebody needed to hear that today. The ministry of the message of the cross of the hiding place is growing today. It's growing. It will never be the most popular message. The biggest churches will never carry this message because there will be too much loss of things that are outside the hiding place. There will be too much loss of things people have to stay outside the hiding place to maintain, to hold to, to cling to that's really preventing them from an experience or a greater experience in the hiding place. Because you've got to deny yourself and take up your cross, which is the manifestation of true denial of self, to be able to follow Christ. That means to be able to remain in the hiding place. Everybody okay today? I hope you're being blessed. Watch this now. When, he says, When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall you also appear with Him in glory. It's not about us becoming something now other than being conformed into the image of the death of Jesus. 2 Corinthians 3.18 tells us that we're being, we're being conformed into that image, that glory of God that we're beholding. And again, it comes back to Calvary. If that's not what you're beholding and being conformed into the image of and becoming more like Christ through, not all you're doing, not all your program, but through the disposition of humility and obedience and the character of Christ growing within you because you're remaining in that hiding place. You don't care how unpopular the message of the cross is. You don't care how the funds, the finances may decrease, but you're clinging to that nail-scarred hand and you won't start preaching other things that may move the people's heart. If it's not the truth, it's not God moving anybody anyway. Get me now. If it is, that makes him a respecter of persons. If it's not the truth of God that moves the people of God, then... The, the, Listen, then it's not God. If you claim it is something else moving you that's not the truth, then you've been duped and seduced. And that makes God himself a respecter of persons. Hallelujah. He doesn't use just anything. He might use something to get your attention back on what he can do for you. But he don't. I've heard people all my life, and I used to think it, you know, Man, God saved me, changed my life in that car wreck, turned my life around. If it didn't point you to the gospel, he might have spared your life. He did, obviously, but that don't mean spiritually he did anything for you. The cross is the only avenue through which he can work, save, deliver, heal, keep. Anything. Hallelujah. It's that hiding place. And unfortunately, uh, you know, we, we think because we're Christians that we can't go blind. Peter said it in 2 Peter 1 and 9. If you forget you were purged from your old sins, you'll go blind. And that's not like, well, I just forget. I don't even remember that I've ever been a Christian. That's not talking about that. The Bible says in the book of Psalms that Israel forgot God delivered them from Egypt. Well, they didn't. For, it was there. They just said, 
said, forget it, we're going on to other things. That's the church today, isn't it? And that brings blindness. That brings the blindness back. So let's move on here. So if, if when Christ, who is our life, appears, then we'll appear with him in glory. Right now, we're to have the appearance of the crucified life. I said it yesterday on social media. It, if you're looking for a picture of a unified church, you're going to see it only in the part of the church that's living the crucified life. There's no real unity among the brothers and sisters outside the unity of the faith of the Son of God who loved us and gave himself for us. We move away from the focus of the cross. I'm not talking about saying the cross. I'm talking about opening our Bibles and pointing people to that hiding place, that keeping place, that saving place, that being baptized with the Holy Spirit place, that I'm talking about being healed place. <coughs> If we open the Bible and start preaching blessings instead of that through which the blessings come, we're going to be a part of the group that's messing the church up. And it's been messed up far too long, my friends, far too long. Watch in verse 5. Mortify, therefore, if you're going to experience one day when Christ appears, who is your life, you appearing with him, you better remember that now, today, you're dead. It ain't about your name. It ain't about your money. It ain't about your church and your ministry. It's about you being dead and your life being hidden with Christ in God. And if that's the case, watch verse 5. Mortify, therefore, your members. You know what that word means? Put to death. That don't mean go out here and kill yourself. That means cling to that cross, that place where you died with Christ. Hallelujah. Watch. Mortify, therefore, your members which are upon the earth where we are now. Remember, it's not a fixed state. It's a walk. Glory to God. It's a fight. you got to fight the good fight of faith to stay in the hiding place. Mortify, therefore, your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, uncleanness. That ain't talking about taking a bath every day. That's talking about touching anything that's unclean. What's that mean? That's talking about putting your faith in anything that's not the very object you're being made conformable unto, the very object that all blessings flow through. Inordinate affection. You know what that is. Anything outside affection for your spouse or brotherly love is worldly inordinate affection. Whether it's lusting for the same gender or it's lusting after somebody else's spouse or lusting after some child. The Bible says, the Bible here says, Put that to death. You can't declare it to death. You can't pay it to be dead. All you can do is put your faith in the only place where it can be put to death. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Watch this now. Mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Mm, boy, we need to preach on that sometime soon. For which things sake the wrath of God comes on the children of disobedience, in the which you also walked sometime when you lived in them. But now you also put off all these, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth, Lie not one to another, seeing that you have put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man. Always pointing back to Calvary. When we trusted in the death of Jesus for the forgiveness of our sins, remember, that's where he became the open door 
for God to speak through and to declare his righteousness through, Romans 3, 25 and 26, and when we believed under the heart to that work of righteousness, hallelujah, God drew us near, immersed us into that very death, and the old man was put off and the new man was put on. And outside of that hiding place, my friend, Outside of that hiding place, all the children of God, and I've been there, all the children of God that's on the earth today, that's ever existed, that don't know that they have to keep the only object of their faith in the cross of Jesus Christ, His very death, and none of these other things. They're the only ones that even know what it means to put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. Remember the Bible says in Colossians 1.15, Jesus created all things. All things. Whether thrones or principalities or powers, uh, uh, things in heaven, things on... Jesus created all things. And through him, through faith in him... In his righteous work at Calvary, you and I have, been, have become a new creation, but only in him. Only as we were immersed into his death did the old man get put off and the new man get put on. So why do we have to be told after we're born again and filled with the Spirit of God, with the gifts of the Holy Spirit working in our lives, why do we have to be reminded of these things, told these things? Because my friend, without faith exclusively in the cross, the old man is functioning. The new man functions in the hiding place. Only in the hiding place. We come out of the hiding place through our faith in any objects other than the cross. Grandma says, I hear you, son. I, I hear you trusting in the cross, and that's good. All Christians had trust in the cross, but also there's this program that this preacher's come to our church and he's introduced us to this government of twelve and, and how you know you you got if you'll do these, if you'll do these five things right here, you'll find a more full move of God in your life. That's a lie. I don't care how much you love grandma and she loves you. She just don't know what she needs to know. And the, the, the lust of the flesh through grandma is trying to lure you out of the hiding place. But listen, the sin nature don't care who it uses. The sin nature has used every Christian that's ever lived on the planet to lure somebody else out from the hiding place. Listen, if you don't know how to stay in the hiding place, you want everybody to walk where you walk, wherever that is, because outside of the hiding place in Christ through faith in His death, you're trying to build a group of people that just agree with you. You're trying to build a crowd of followers. Listen, that's the government of 12. Jesus had 12, you go get 12 and blah, 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 blah. That's not the whole point of Jesus having 12. Hallelujah. And when we make things up like that and start functioning in things like that and, and, and we feel bad when we're not doing those things, which is a proof that we're not functioning through faith in Christ and His death. And we're being made conformable unto whatever our faith is in and that's why it has to remain in a crucified Christ. Again, the highest aspect and greatest part of the life of Christ was his death at the end of his life. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Glory to God. I hope you're being helped this morning. I hope, watch now as we 
I've already spoken about that a little bit, but I want to show you something in uh, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 16 this morning. I know you got your Bible handy. I know you're not just sitting there with an ear hung up and, unless you're working, of course, or driving, of course. But if you're just sitting there and you got room to put a Bible in that lap, grab it and open it up to Ephesians chapter 3, verse 16. The Bible says that he would grant you according to the riches of His glory to be strengthened by might by His Spirit in the inner man. It doesn't say here just that He's going to with His might by His Spirit strengthen the inner man but He says He's going to with His might by His Spirit strengthen us in the inner man. In the inner man. That means the inner man. See, this inner man is the, the Bible another place calls it the hidden inner man. People can't just look at you and see Jesus. They have to see the fruit of Jesus in your life to recognize him. There's all kind of crazed out things out there in the charismatic and a lot of the Pentecostal stuff that's going on today. I mean, I, we used to be in stuff that, that, that we, we were trying to reach a plateau uh, uh, through different false avenues that when we walked in the grocery store, we'd be so anointed, people would just fall out and collapse. The anointing would be so great upon us. Come on now. You see how silly we can be? That has nothing to do with the cross. That has nothing to do with the cross. If it, and whatever you're believing has nothing to do with the cross, my friend, and you being conformed, made conformable under that image, you're not going down the right avenue. You're not on the path of righteousness. You are not there. Your knowledge has not exceeded to some place where well, most people just don't understand you. God's not given us anything we can't understand. Hallelujah. And matter of fact, Jeremiah said, if you're going to boast in the Lord, you better know that you know Him and that you understand Him. Oh, glory to God. See, that false demonic mess out there is preachers preaching stuff that's always up here to everybody else. And really, it's up here to them. They ain't got a grasp on nothing but that of the flesh because they want you to look at them and see them them as anointed them as walking in some high grain knowledge of something listen the Bible says what God offers can be understood through the knowledge he gives and, how, and that's to everybody. If Again, let's get back to that. If God's not offering what everybody can understand through faith in the sacrifice of Christ, that makes him a respecter of persons. God's not going to give this group of something over here through some avenue other than the cross, some information, some knowledge, some revelation, some, some light over here. But then these folks over here... They're claiming, they're walking in some other knowledge and light that disagrees with them. They disagree, but, 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 but they're walking in some knowledge. They just don't understand them, and they just don't understand them. No, what God offers can be understood. If that weren't the case, He'd tell you and me, you don't have to boast in understanding me because everybody's not going to be able to. But that's not the case. Jeremiah said, you tell, God told Jeremiah to tell the people of Israel, if they're going to boast, they better be boasting it that they know me and understand me. Oh, hallelujah. That's what Jeremiah said. Somebody who's got a Bible, look that up for us. Throw it in the comments down there so everybody can see where that's at. Well, uh, watch this now. He strengthens us in with his might. We say almighty God. God who has all might and strength. He wants to strengthen the, us in the inner man. That means the inner man is the new man that has the new heart that can be strengthened. And if the inner man can be strengthened, that means the new and inner man can be being limited, weak. Get that now. Get that. Get that. Meditate on that. If the Lord here can strengthen 
with his might by his spirit in our inner man. We need that. Then that means that I can be weaker in the inner man than I need to be. But I also know that in this hiding place, it's called Christ. Yeah, in Christ is the hiding place. But if you don't know what in Christ means every time it's written in the Word of God, then you're going to forfeit the peace that's there for you. You're going to be found working for peace. Your, your marriage is never going to be what it should be, what it could be to be representative of Christ being married to the church. You're, you're going to have to uh, keep the phrases that the world has and most of the church. Well, you know, marriage is hard. you got to work. You, it, marriage is a, is, a, is a hard job. It's, it's a work. Listen, marriage, a godly Christian marriage, is about a husband and a wife trusting in the finished, complete, and perfect work of Christ at Calvary, staying in that hidden place so that the benefits of His work become the fruit of our marriage. Hallelujah. And the only thing i got to work at is keep believing in Jesus. The only thing I got to keep is the faith that was <coughs> dealt to me at my born again experience, Romans 12, 3, hallelujah. If you're working hard for the fruit of what God offers you freely, you need to start studying and listening to some of these cross-eyed preachers preaching the word to you so you can learn what grace really is and how grace really functions in your life. And that you, your marriage is, is not failing because of all the reasons you're naming. Your marriage is failing because one of you or both of you is not trusting in the finished and perfect, completed work of Jesus Christ in His death. Hallelujah. Think about that. Psalms 119 and 114 bring some profound light to this message that we're teaching here. Psalms 119 and 114. You are my hiding place and my shield. Only in the hiding place are we shielded. You come out of the hiding place by trusting in something other than the cross, any of these fads, the, anything... Even the benefits of the cross, you put your, make any of them the object of your faith, then you're working for those things. And you're actually being conformed into, you you're, you're think you're going to get healing because you put your faith in healing. Your faith got to remain in the healer and what he did to offer you his healing. He was bruised and wounded the stripes on him, the stripes of death, we gain healing. Hallelujah. You need to get that. Shield. We're shielded in the hiding place. Look at it now. You are my hiding place, O oh God. And my shield in this hiding place. God is my hiding place. If I'm dead with Christ... If I'm dead with Christ. And you say, well, I am. I died with Him 40 years ago when I got saved. That's your fixed position in heaven. But your condition here is not a fixed state. It is a walk. And the most important thing you got going on the planet is maintaining this walk of sanctification by fighting the good fight of faith. That means to keep it in that very object that allowed God to give you that measure of faith to keep. Hallelujah. You are my hiding place and my shield. I hope in your word. There it is right there. See, Ephesians calls it our shield of faith. The shield of faith. Think about that. When you look at the word shield, it's that which shields you from the enemy. You're hidden behind the shield of faith. But it's the faith that we have 
hoping in God's Word that we be shielded, that we be kept, that we find the fruit of this being made conformable unto the death of Jesus in our lives. That better be your hope to be more like Jesus. Well, I just want to be more like Jesus. Well, the only experience of that is being made conformable unto His death through faith in His death. Get that now. You're my hiding place and my shield and I hope in thy word. Faith comes by hearing. Faith, the shield, comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You get that. The hiding place comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith, the shield of faith, comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. This is why, this is the problem right here. So many, many Christians, many, many Christians don't know how to live by faith. Faith doesn't really come when they say it does, when they want it to, when they need it to, because they don't know the right object. And some kind of say, well, it's got to be in the Word of God. It can't be in the cross if it's in the Word of God. You know, my friend, if your faith is not in the cross, it can't even be in the Word of God. Faith can't come by hearing God's word outside of the righteousness afforded you at Calvary's cross. And again, not just because you were initially declared righteous by God in Christ when you accepted Him at the born again experience, but today you have not obtained here in your condition, in your, here comes that word again, walk. We walk by faith. And if the object of our faith is not the Word of God in its righteous context, being Christ, the living Word of God, and what He did as the Lamb of God, if that's not where the Word of God is pointing us, we're not experiencing the light of the path. We're not experiencing the light of God that is supposed to be, Thy Word, O God, is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. If it's not... Focused on the Lamb, Revelation 21 and 23, the Bible says the Lamb is the light, uh, not of just a coming kingdom. He is the light now. If you have the light of Christ, it's because your faith is in Him as the Lamb. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Think about that. Faith comes, the shield comes, the hiding place is experienced by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If our faith is in not just words in the Bible, but words that show us Jesus. The Bible says in Proverbs 12 and 17, such an important scripture, he that speaks truth shows forth righteousness. Well, when God shows us righteousness through truth, it's not our own because that's filthy to Him and He won't show us that unless He's trying to save us or unless He's trying to real, uh, uh, cause us to see that what we're working for other than having faith in His Son's finished, complete and perfect work is still filthy to Him. He's not, he's, when he's trying to get us to see his righteousness afforded us at Calvary. Again, not just in our initial status of being declared by God to be righteous in Christ Jesus, but to bear forth the fruits of that righteousness. It's only going to be manifest from the hiding place. Not just me saying my faith is in Christ, but my heart believing unto Christ and His death. That's the righteousness of God. If the Bible says with the heart man believes unto righteousness and the mouth confesses unto salvation, that means that what Christ, who He is, and what He did at Calvary is the righteousness our hearts believed unto. Where we've made a fatal mistake. Let me say that again where we've made a fatal mistake in Christianity is thinking that scriptures such as Romans 10 10 are limited to the born again experience. It's with the heart men believe unto righteousness and the mouth confesses unto salvation. To think that is exclusively tied to 
only the born again experience is to miss something huge. For all of God's words are in righteousness. Proverbs 8 and 8. You need to write that down. You need to write that down. Proverbs 8 and 8. All of God's words are in righteousness. How else can He restore your soul and lead you in the path of righteousness? By you following Him, walking by faith in what you're hearing, His words that are all in righteousness. That means they all are pertaining to what Jesus, who He is and what He did at Calvary because Romans 1, 16 and 17 says that this righteousness of God is only revealed in the gospel. When will we believe that? Listen, folks, don't worry about the few there be that are hearing things like this. The question is not who else is going to believe all these, these scriptural truths being taught and when they do, then I will. That's not what faith in the cross is about. Faith in the cross was manifest by Jesus. I'm going to the cross knowing ain't nobody else going with me. <clears throat> Faith in the cross is never going to be the big crowd. It's never going to have the big money. False religions are going to have the crowds. False moves called moves of God are going to have the crowds. They're going to have the money. But there will be always be a minute few who stick with the truth of the Scriptures, who the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth, can point them to the cross, the hiding place in the death of Jesus, and continue to be being made conformable unto that. Most are not going to accept that. The first two boys Adam and Eve had, one of them said, forget it, I don't want it. Ten out of the twelve spies said, forget it, we can't have it. God's a liar. That's what they were saying. When you, say, when you see the scriptures and you refuse to walk in the truth of the scriptures, in the person and the work of Christ, you're actually in your heart saying, that's not enough. God's really a liar. That's what our heart, that's what God hears our hearts saying. No matter what, our hearts are deceiving us and making us think we hear. Come on now. Get this now. No matter what, our hearts are being deceitfully wicked above all things and causing us to deceitfully think that we are saying and thinking when they're really speaking a different something to God. Jesus said, with their lips they honor me, but their hearts are woo, far from me. The only way the two can be reconciled where our lips are with what our hearts, where our hearts are is if our faith is in the cross. For it's with the heart man believes unto righteousness, then the mouth speaks that which is right. Come on now. Are you getting that a little clear today? Are you getting that a little clear? So don't limit you believing unto righteousness that first time being that's it. Now I got to just work hard to stay right. No. All God's words are in righteousness. That means every day our hearts are to continue to believe under righteousness for it is the only way that our words will be right. The fruit of our actions will be right is if we remain in the hiding place. We remain behind that shield of faith. And again, it's the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ who loved us and gave himself for us by which we live in this flesh now. And I hope you've been encouraged today as much as I have. I hope you've been strengthened today by the mighty hand of God in that inner man that's hungry for truth, that wants to serve God all day, every day, all day, every day that just wants to be strengthened and please God and bring forth the fruit of His faithful God. I hope you've been encouraged. There's a big transition right now, a lot of confusion going on in the body of Christ, even among a lot of those who, who are in the what's called the cross preaching now community. Be very careful. Be very careful not to be led away by men. But listen for the truth of the cross for there you'll find the spirit of truth guiding you into all truth.
A man can't do it, honey. A man can't do it. It takes the Spirit of God working in the only legal avenue he's got to work, and that's through faith in the sacrifice. That's where God's vision is. That's where God's approval was stamped. That's where God saw what he approved and pleased him. And Psalms 32, 8 says he guides us with his eye. He guides us with his vision. And his vision is that all his people be being conformed. All those he foreknew be being conformed into the image of of the death of his son. God bless you. Thank you for praying for us and thank you especially to all of you also who sow into this ministry that allow us to do all that we do to continue to proclaim the wonderful power of the cross of Jesus Christ which is the pure gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And those of you who are giving, God bless you. May he pour out upon you like never before the understanding of the scriptures and those of you I pray who haven't given you would ask the Lord and I'm sure he would let you know just what to give and and how to be a blessing to this ministry to, to be linked up arm in arm with us doing exactly what God's called us to do proclaiming the good news of his son, Jesus Christ, and him crucified. And you can sow into this ministry at thecrosswaychurch.com or you can text the word GIVE to the number 903-231-5950. God bless you, soldiers of the cross. God bless you, Christians everywhere. Join us in this, run, this race of victory. Hallelujah to the Lamb. I'll see you Sunday morning. But until then, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. We'll see you then. God bless.